You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show on Big Blue View Radio, your go-to source for New York Giants analysis. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. We're back for another episode of The Chris and Joe Show presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum. We are your analysis team here for Big Blue View, breaking down anything that you want to hear about for the New York Giants. We're already in the throes of training camp. However, this training camp is much more different than it typically would be because we'd have some preseason games. We'd possibly have some cuts here or there based on how they feel certain guys are doing. We'd have a, a, at least a stronger sense of how guys are performing during these practices. Well, in a COVID-19 world, that's not exactly what we're able to get. There's less information, there's less to go off of, and we probably won't see any real cuts until that final week before week one of the season. Chris, this is easily one of the hardest training camps to cover. I've only been doing it for two years, but for you, is is this uh, seemingly very, very difficult to just figure out what's going on, even though we're a whole weekend? <laughs> it really is. It, it honestly feels more like trying to uh, bring news and content out of OTAs than covering training camp and, well, what, what would be the preseason? There would have been a preseason game. I have to say my birthday was Saturday and for the first time in years we, we didn't have a game on my birthday and that was frankly kind of surreal <laughs> right it's odd we I don't even think anyone really realizes this but we'd have preseason games this past weekend there there would be games being played right now but because there is none of that because of the uh, the negotiations between the NFLPA and the NFL, we don't really get a sense of what's actually going on. So it's going to be mostly speculation from this point. Hopefully there are some more headlines that come out with some of these training camp battles, roster bubble guys. Today's show, we want to provide an update for training camp battles. Because if you recall and you tuned in along with our positional previews, we talked about the various position battles that were going on for some of the position groups. We originally intended to feature the first position group battle that is the biggest one right now for the Giants, or was the biggest one for the Giants. The one between Ross Cockrell and Corey Ballantyne for the second outside corner spot. Well, Ross Cockrell is no longer going to be a part of the Giants. The contract negotiations between the team and Cockrell fell through. So that is no longer an option for the Giants. That is no longer a position battle during training camp. 
it is Corey Ballantyne's job to lose. So we intended on talking about that first in full length. We actually pre-recorded and talked about that in very full length. Instead, we have still four other very key position group battles that are, are worth paying attention to. Once the Giants go out and sign a corner, which I would expect them to do, they're going to sign somebody if they were willing to sign Cockrell. Those negotiations didn't work out so well. They're still going to go out and get someone. They need someone. They need someone to compete unless they're very confident in Corey Ballantyne after these first few weeks of training camp. In the meantime, though, we're going to look at these training camp battles. And the first one we have is for the backup quarterback position. We talked about it a little bit previously. Cooper Rush, Alex Tanney, and Colt McCoy. We talked about it on one show based on available options if they wanted to go sign someone who would be the starter. We figured for the, the sake of this episode, since we're a weekend, we provide some sort of an update and just talk about how we think this is going to shape out. So Cam Fleming, Nick Gates, and Matt Parrott are all competing for that right tackle spot. We're assuming that Andrew Thomas is going to be playing left tackle, but Chris, I want to point out it was interesting to when I was going through the Giants depth chart before the show, I noticed, and I don't know if this was just a, a, a clerical error or if they actually have some some type of an update, but Matt Parrott was listed as the starting left tackle and Andrew Thomas was listed at the starting right tackle on our lads. Now, again, I don't know if that is entirely legitimate or not, or if they're actually trying this stuff out right now. Is that even a possibility that Parrott maybe plays left tackle and they end up flipping spots? <laughs> I would be surprised at that. I think somebody might have just looked at the two of them physically and said, Parrot looks more like a traditional left tackle. Thomas looks more like a traditional right tackle. We'll just put them there. You know, I think really if either rookie plays, they're going to play where they played last year just to shorten that learning curve. Just so with the limited practice schedule, the limited interaction the players are allowed to have or able to have with coaches, the hands-on instruction, you don't want to have to go changing their technique too much. And flipping a guy from left tackle to right tackle when they have spent years practicing that those movement patterns, the left-handed or right-handed kick slide, uh, their hand usage, all of those things – that is really just going to slow down both of their development. So I would be very surprised to see basically their position switched from what we expect and what they played last year in college. Right. I'm not entirely sure if that swap was accurate or not. It's possible they're experimenting with it. There is no actual updated depth chart from the Giants just yet. We could end up getting... Not a finalized one, but an updated one throughout this training camp process. So in our eyes, we see this as a right tackle competition between Nick Gates, Cam Fleming, and Matt Parrott. Gates received the extension at the start of training camp, which provides some confidence from the coaching staff in the front office in Gates' ability. Cam Fleming is the experienced veteran. And then as we've talked about previously, Matt Parrott is the guy that adds upside, development. If you get him out there and he develops and maybe struggles, he'll still learn from his mistakes for the future when he does start down the line. But Chris, just considering what has been done over the past week or so, 
I'd have to give the leg up to Nick Gates just based on the fact that they were willing to give him an extension, the fact that they've always been very, very positive about Gates's uh, capabilities and his talent, and just hearing Will Hernandez talk about Nick Gates recently on Monday, it seems like Gates might be that guy that will be the Giants' right tackle. Yeah, now you bring up the Will Hernandez's interview. One interesting thing I saw about, or I noticed in there, is that when he talked about Gates, he lo- he largely talked about him playing next to, or rather, he largely talked about Gates playing next to him, that is, basically starting at center next to Hernandez, the left guard. Now, perhaps that's just you know his perspective as the guard. He thinks about either the guys on his side or who are next to him, but perhaps maybe the Giants are looking at Gates a little bit more closely at center than at right tackle, in which case this battle then becomes Cam Fleming versus Paird. I kind of anticipate them looking for whatever the best lineup is. So if Nick Gates beats out Spencer Pulley and he beats him out by enough that it makes sense, makes the most sense to put him there and then maybe have Fleming as the veteran on right tackle and if Parrott ascends and gets better over the course of the season. Maybe he can work his way into the starting lineup. I think that's the way they would go. But if Gates, it really shows that his best spot is at tackle, then that's probably where they'll, where they will play him. I would just honestly be surprised to not see him starting at all at either spot. I consider Nick Gates, like you said, he is going to be pushed into one position or the other. I think that the coaching staff has indirectly indicated, and also the front office has indirectly indicated confidence in his capabilities. If he doesn't play right tackle, it is possible that he will play at center. So Will Hernandez did quote saying that working right next to him at center, they have been using him in various spots. That's really the, the, the breadth of what we actually know about how they're moving these guys around. If it does come down to Parrott or Fleming, I would then um, push towards Parrott over Fleming just based on the upside you get out of it. Even if Fleming is just a little bit better or even a good amount better than Parrott, I don't know what the the benefit would be from putting Fleming out there unless you don't think Parrott at all can play, which I I highly doubt is, is the case here if you're willing to draft him in the third round. There's two more position groups we want to talk about during training camp that are battling out. Before we get to them, we're going to take a really short commercial break. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another recent opt-out was Damari Scott, wide receiver, kick returner. That opens up, not opens up, but allows for different guys to compete for the final receiver spot on this roster. There's four guys that we have. Cody White, Benjamin Victor, Austin Mack, Derek Dillon. All of the remaining spots are pretty much solidified. There could be a surprise cut maybe with Corey Coleman if they don't think he's back where he needs to be. But right now, that final receiver spot 
seems to be seems to be between White, Victor, Mac, and Dylan. You've got a number of young, talented players. So, Chris, who do you think is going to come down to being that guy? You know, I'm honestly not sure. And unfortunately, without getting to, to really see them on the field and see how they all do the the little things at wide receiver and also see them in games on special teams, I, I just am not sure. Yeah. Cody White, the newest addition, he I think he has some upside as a route runner, but just he struggles as an athlete. He can be sudden off the line of scrimmage because he does have a fairly explosive lower body, but that doesn't translate into long speed. And you know, he is a little bit stiff. He's linear. He doesn't really cut and move in space all that well. But then there's uh Benjamin Victor, who has really good length at six foot four, but he's lanky at about 200 pounds. He can move once he gets going. So he could be a deep threat, which is something this offense needs, but it takes him a a couple strides to get going. And at the NFL, that will allow cornerbacks to really knock him off his routes, get in his hip pocket and stay there. Austin Mack, I, I suppose I might go with him just because he has good size, good physicality that should help him on special teams, either, you know, as a protector or as a gunner going down the field, making tackles, things like that. And then Derek Dillon, you know, he is a little bit of a wild card. He's undersized five foot 11, 185 pounds, but he does have four two eight speed. So he has really good speed. He can be a deep threat, but even among these guys, we don't know too much about Dylan simply because he was buried under Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson at LSU. So even as good as that LSU passing attack was, we didn't really get to ho- get to see a whole lot of Dylan. I feel that this spot is going to come down to not who they think is the best receiver, but rather what they want to prioritize on special teams. We- we've talked about this a little bit with this final receiver spot, and you also hinted at it when talking about them if they want somebody who is more of a kick returner maybe they would go in the direction of Dylan but you have to consider they have Corey Coleman they've got Darius Slayton they've got Corey Ballantyne all have kick return abilities punt return abilities Golden Tate as well Javon Leak is still in this rotation maybe he gets cut as the fourth running back if they don't want to keep that many guys For this case, though, do they want to go with someone who has returnability? Or would they rather have a player that is going to do well as a gunner out on the outside? Or someone maybe who's big enough to block on the inside if they wanted to put somebody at end on punt? You want somebody who can cover, who is well-disciplined. Out of this group, I can't really pinpoint who that is because we haven't really seen much special teams from them lately, but it is really going to come down to what they prioritize, who they want to be the the best available special teamer, not really who is the best receiver on this team out of this group. Yeah, I that's the direction I really think they will go. Just prioritize special teams. So you are probably not going to be relying on your sixth receiver as a guy who's going to be on the offensive field all that often i mean if your sixth receiver is on the offense you have problems we have seen this before it was 2017 and it did not end well 
So they're really going to prioritize special teams with these end of roster spot, these end of roster players. That was awkward. So really, it probably will come down to who whoever has the highest upside on special teams and the highest upside at, at a position they need to fill. If they get good return from a guy like Corey Ballantyne or Golden Tate or Javon Leak, then they probably would go for that gunner type on special teams. But if they find they need a returner, then that could be good news for Derek Dillon. Last position group battle that we see here, this isn't much of a change, but I saw this as one that should be discussed because this is an underrated storyline to follow. Who is going to be the Giants' backup quarterback? Colt McCoy, Cooper Rush, Alex Tanney. Those are the three heads in the race to back up Daniel Jones. We haven't talked about this in a while because that was so long ago when we did the quarterback position preview. That was the first one that we did. Chris, I think something that some people might not fully consider here is it could possibly be a battle between Cole McCoy and Cooper Rush to be the backup and then stash Alex Tanny as the third quarterback again for another season just because they're a fan of his personality, his demeanor, his leadership qualities. We don't know entirely how much of an impact he had with helping Daniel Jones last year, but if Daniel Jones is comfortable with him, a guy who can talk to him on the sidelines, work him through things in the meeting rooms or on the field during practice. If there's a good relationship there, I I would imagine that Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge would not want to disrupt that for a guy that needs to take a huge step forward in his second season. Yeah, definitely. And I I think for that reason, we could definitely see Alex Tanny stick around. If they like him, if Jason Garrett likes him, Tanny picks up the offense well enough to be able to help teach it. At the very least... I think either he or Cooper Rush could wind up stashed on the practice squad using the new expanded rules, which allow for veterans to basically stick with a team, kind of just in case the team needs to call somebody up at the last minute. My expectation is that Colt McCoy is the Giants' number two quarterback, their first backup. Cooper Rush does bring some youth to the position, but Colt McCoy has been in this offense before he has played in it. He knows the system, maybe not inside and out, but certainly very well. Rush knows the offense as well, but probably not as well as Colt McCoy does. Just given the fact that Colt McCoy has been in the NFL for a while, he has started games. He has won games and that perspective I think would certainly make the Giants feel a lot better about their backup quarterback position. Now, maybe long-term, they could be looking at Rush as a guy who could potentially grow with Daniel Jones as a long-term backup option. So I I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see all three of these guys stick around, even if not all of them make the final roster. Well, there we have it, the four positional battles that we are going to be watching the updated ones based on movements with the roster we'll continue to have some additional episodes if there are more movements with guys getting cut brought in there could be a lot of guys coming in and out during these next few weeks because again we don't know how guys are performing during games so we don't know entirely who might be underperforming overperforming all of that wonderful stuff 
Thanks for tuning in as always. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you may be listening to us and follow us on social media at Big Blue View. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon. You can follow Chris at Raptor MKII. Also head to BigBlueView.com for more amazing articles, content. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. Head over there too for any content surrounding the New York Giants. 